Hello and welcome to episode 89 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan Roxburgh, and I'm joined today by my fellow gamers, Shannon. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How are you doing? How are you doing, Shannon? I am very good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, we're also joined today by Seamus. Yo. And how are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Glad to hear it. Where you are uh, fully recovered <laughs> now from RTX. The, yeah, the pretty weeks, pretty weeks well up. now. Yeah, yeah. Get back into that usual sleep pattern. Uh, did you all have a good day yesterday? Yesterday was, of course, Valentine's Day. Shannon, did you have some uh, some events organized yeah. for that? You did? Um, no, not really. I just got some cheese, went home, <laughs> my sausage dog on the couch. Cheese. Yeah. Cheese is essential. Watch some reality TV. Nice, yeah. Play I saw you FIFA, put out the, the article of uh, video game couples. Mm. I very yeah. much like that. I yeah. I didn't realize that like three of the four in the header were Naughty Dog franchises. <laughs> I don't know if it was just a fanboy thing, but yeah, <laughs> strong they, possibility. They create some epic couples. They just they just make great great couples. I've not been yeah. I've not been uh, keeping up with my Overwatch um, lore. I guess I didn't realize Genji and Mercy was a thing. Mm. Yeah, apparently I was going to do Tracer and her girlfriend, but I don't know enough mm. about her girlfriend because she's not in the actual game. Yeah, to do it. So Seamus would know more about that. He's obsessed with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what's going on with Genji and Mercy, Seamus? Fill me in. Um, there was some, there was like some audio bites that came out like a month or so ago. Someone like mining some servers of blizzards and it's like there was some audio that came up that was like very suggestive of them like giving each other gifts on valentine's day but they haven't done a valentine's event so mm. that audio was never used properly in the game so it's not actually canon i, d- I don't know <laughs> read as deep <laughs> as you want to it there you so go false. you it's learn something new every day <laughs> yeah yeah seamus myth debunker <laughs> uh, well, yeah. on the show this week, we're going to be discussing For Honor, uh, Zelda's DLC in Season Pass, and a bit of the PlayStation 4 Pro, too. I want to dig into that a little bit. But first, we have a Crash Bandicoot update, one of our favorite recurring segments here on the Startcast. And that is a bunch of screenshots have been leaked over on Twitter of the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, and they look glorious. Wouldn't you agree, Shannon? Yeah, they looked insane. Like ah, I thought the first batch of insane. I, that was <laughs> that wasn't even intentional. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the first screenshots looked okay, but I don't know. These ones look a lot better. I haven't played Crash in fifteen years or however long, but I think I remember number two being a lot more varied in like things that you ride, different environments. Yeah. where one mm. was just sort of jungle. So. Yeah, these look really impressive. Like, I'm really liking how they're keeping the traditional look whilst upscaling it, obviously. Mm. Like, I was expecting them to just make it look but it hasn't happened. (laughs) Yeah, no, it is is looking pretty good. Uh, Three minutes, 50 seconds. Shannon swears. Remember that. Um, (laughs) Seamus, have you had a chance to look at the screenshots? Yeah, I, I checked them out yesterday when Sham put up the article. And, like, all the gameplay and screenshots they're showing look really nice. Like... Before, when they first announced it, I was just like, ah, like, I don't need this. I bought them and played them, like, back when they came out. And then, again, when they got pushed to PlayStation 3, um, 
I think the key difference between Crash Bandicoot 1 and 2 is Crash 1 is just hard as balls. Like, it's, yeah. just, it's just absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, Shannon's right. Like, 2, it varies up the gameplay, like, heaps. You go to so many different more locations. And it was good to see them, like, showing off screenshots of not just jungle, like, a few different environments from the second one. But, like, yeah, the more I see of the screenshots and gameplay for the remaster, the more excited I am for it. Because I do love Crash. Like, it, it, it'd be cool to see it upscaled and looking nice as a full game. Mm, yeah, I'm really excited for it too. Another thing people seem really excited for is For Honor. Six million people played the beta, more than Destiny at 4.6 and slightly less than Division at 6.4. Uh, Seamus, going back to you again, are you surprised by how many people played the beta? Uh, like, not really. I guess when I the way I, I look at it is like there's just more people that have PlayStation 4s and Xbox Ones now, so there's just more people that are like... That actually own the console and therefore mm. can actually join the beta. So, like, it makes sense that betas will grow. Interesting that it was smaller than the division, obviously, but the division has actually done really well for Ubisoft. Um, mm. I actually jumped on over the weekend and had a bit of a play myself, and I really enjoyed it. Like, all the gameplay I've seen beforehand, I was. I was reasonably excited, but I was like holding myself back a bit. But playing it, like the the combat system actually has a lot of depth to it, and it's mm. really fun. And I played, they only had free modes available and whether that's like in the final whether there's more in the final game or that's it but it was they were really fun like there was a five on five which was pretty hectic but when it was two on two when you were like in the team of just one other person there was so much pressure on you because if you lost your battle your duel against whoever you start off against mm. then it becomes a two on one against your teammate and so mm. you let them down yeah so when you don't want to die first but like it's such a satisfying feeling when you beat someone when you attack the right way, when you block properly or do a good dodge or dash or use a, speci- a special ability well. Like, it's it's really satisfying and there is a, a reasonable learning curve there that you have to go through. Like, when I came up against someone that, like, obviously had put hours into it, they just destroyed me. But when it was, like, a really close game, uh, like, close skill level, it was so much fun. Like, really long uh, fought hard-fought duels that were, yeah, it was just fun and a good amount of challenge. Mm. Did you play any of it at all, Shannon? Um, I haven't. I've seen... I watched Kevin play like an hour and a half of it at E3. Mm. That's all I've seen. But yeah, I'm reading online and apparently it's surprising a lot of people. The combat's like the deepest and most satisfying in any game. The beta numbers are really good, as you said. And I'm mm. I'm seeing that there's like a decent single-player component too, which... I don't know. Ubisoft are handling titles really weird lately. Like they, they push this online-only thing and then it's like you just never know what you're going to get. But apparently it's really good. Yeah, it's just I, a shame that we can't, we don't get early access to anything. So, mm. I yeah, uh, I I enjoyed it a lot too. I thought it was a, a lot of fun, and and I'm in agreement with you guys. I was surprised by how deep the combat mechanics were, um, and it is like you said, Seamus, really satisfying when you do kind of uh, hit the right hit the right buttons at the right time. Um, do you think this is gonna do well, Shannon? Like, do, do you reckon like this is gonna do, sell well, or do you think that I, I don't know? I'm sort of like of the opinion of like these extended betas kind of hurt the sales of the game a little bit. Like this this beta went on yeah. for a week, or if not longer, and I feel like six million people maybe kind of got a pretty good fill from it. Um, I don't know. Do you do you expect yeah, it to I, translate well into into good sale sale numbers? I think in this case, yes, because I think it's a game that people wouldn't have been wanting to pick up before playing it. So I feel like with games like, I don't know, The Division, Overwatch... Well, Overwatch, obviously, it's sold really well, but I think that some people could play it and get get a good feel for it and maybe not pick it up on launch, where for this, I think Mm. 
without the beta that the interest wouldn't have been there where I saw a lot of positive impressions from it. Hmm. I do agree. Like, I don't even understand why there was a beta like two days before launch. Like, what could you possibly change beforehand anyway? And the servers, from what I'm seeing, are still one of the only negatives of the game. Like, it's still crashing all the time and stuff. So, all right. I, I, think, I think it would have helped. I don't think, from what I've read, that the beta would have given people enough that they wouldn't want to pick it up. Yeah. Would you agree with that as well, Seamus? Yeah, like, I think there was just enough there, like, beforehand, like I said, I wasn't too sure, but playing it, I was like, man, this is really satisfying, um, but there was just enough content there to get me hooked, and so, like, I'd, I'd love to pick mm. it up and play it more and, like, check out what the single player is like as well and, like, actually put some time into it, and I guess they did a closed beta, like, a week or so ago, mm. and I guess that was very much testing servers, and then this one being the open beta just before launch, once again, like, testing the servers, even though they're still having issues, but when you've got millions of people playing, I guess it's, it's not an easy thing to manage mm. um but i know like i think it's not a bad thing just for hype like mm. especially like just a couple of days beforehand like if they did like the beta a month ago and people were like oh that was cool they'll probably forget about it. like doing it a couple of days before the game comes out people get hyped they're like this is really fun i want to play this right now and so you can like actually buy it in two days time so i think that kind of makes sense from a marketing point of view yeah, yeah. I I think uh, I think you both both make good points that there was probably a few people that were sort of maybe kind of curious about the game or sort of on the fence with it, but this has sort of allowed them to to get in, really experience what it's all about, and and like you said, like the feedback has been pretty positive. Um, so maybe it it has sort of allowed give people enough of a taste that it sort of swayed their opinion and uh, and prompted them to pick yeah, it up. Sure. Pick it up, launch day. Uh, big piece of news in the past, uh, just in the past couple of days, actually, um, was that uh, Zelda uh, Breath of the Wild is going to be getting an expansion pass, including two uh, two key DLC drops. Uh, the first add-on will include a Cave of Trials challenge, a new hard mode, uh, and new feature for the in-game map. The second adds new challenges that will let players enjoy a new dungeon and a new original story. Uh, it will total to be roughly 30 Australian dollars, so clearly going the way of western rpgs as of late uh shannon can you maybe tell us a little bit more about these these dlc of this expansion pass and how it's all working yeah for sure so from memory i think the first update had like a hard mode and it, it's really it's all pretty vague at the moment like i'm honestly not sure whether it's just stuff that they couldn't get done in time or they had it planned mm. from the start i think 30 dollars is like more than fair enough for for a season pass. A lot of people are comparing it to Mario Kart 8's DLC, which was like, I don't know, $15 for eight maps and a few new characters. So I think the price is fine. I think a lot of Nintendo fans are shocked just because they're so used to buying a disc and getting everything on it. Mm. So it, it will be a shock to the system, but I think that Nint everyone's saying Nintendo need to conform with the rest of the industry and this is them doing it. So it, seems, it seems worthwhile. Does that mean that you're supportive of it then? Um, yeah, I think it's weird that they're only making it available as a bundle. Like, you can't buy either of these packs separately. You have to sort of take it all or nothing, which is weird because, mm. like, could I see myself playing a hard mode three or four months after launch? Probably not. But then would I want an, a new storyline, which is three or four hours long, probably. So, mm. it's it's a bit weird. It's It's... I think it's good, but, like, Nintendo are just doing Nintendo and putting their own twists on it, which is odd. Like, season passes are not odd, but I think restricting all the content to a season pass is a bit weird. But then $30 is, is reasonable, so you could argue for or against, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Uh, over on the site, if you check out the uh, the news post that Shannon's put up just today, uh, there's a great graphic included there that shows you uh, the drops um, uh, according to their, their dates. Um, so right off the bat, uh, with the expansion pass, you get a bonus of three new treasure chests. Um, in Including that sort of a Nintendo Switch t-shirt. How fun Whoa. is it going to be for people playing on their Wii U with a Nintendo Switch t-shirt. As in you can put Link in the, in the Switch t-shirt? Apparently, yeah. Wow. Um, do you think... Well, Seamus, do you think like kind of add-on content like that suits Zelda? I mean, I'm maybe a little bit worried with this treasure chest that this is kind of like almost kind of leading towards microtransaction route of, you know, kind of like loot drops, additional loot drops. Like if you uh, you pay, you know, $5, we're going to add some extra treasure chests to your map or something like that. Like, uh, do you have any sort of apprehension with Zelda going down this route? Yeah, like, that was one thing. Uh, I, I'm, like, the platform I probably play least on is Nintendo's platforms. Like, I've, I've actually gone to PC a lot recently. Mm. Um, but, the, and so, there's not a lot of things that, like, really get, make me love Nintendo and make me want to jump over and buy a Switch now, honestly. But one thing was that they didn't do so much focus on DLC. They would just make the game and everything would just be there. Mm. And I don't mind them doing DLC as long as it's DLC that they're working on once they've finished the game, it's not something that's ready at launch and they're just like, oh, if you want this extra content, you get to pay more. Like, it's coming summer and winter 2017, the two DLC packs. So, it's not like it's mm-hmm. there a month after. It's like, it's a bit of time. Um, so, like, I, I don't mind that as much as when it's, like, additional content. Um, but when it's something like free new treasure chests and it's just like, come on, like... I don't want to pay for free new treasure chests. Just, like, put them in the game. Like, make challenges for them. Make them, like, a bit more interesting or something like that. Stuff like that I don't mi- I don't like. But uh, yeah. when there's extra content, like, that they worked on after launch and they're like, oh, we want to tell a new story and we didn't have time beforehand. Then it's just like, yeah, fine. That's cool. And like Shannon said, it's a reasonable price. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, How sure are we on that price, Shannon? Are we sort of working with... You know, uh, no, there there is a second article that I was put up like half an hour ago that confirms it's thirty dollars Australian. Right. Okay. Missed that one when yeah. I was putting together the agenda. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, speaking of me. the agenda, um, I wanted to talk a little bit more today about uh, the PlayStation Four Pro because um, there's been some sort of like news kind of over the past couple of weeks, and I wanted to sort of. Uh, weigh in having had the dust settle a bit and see where you guys were at with this all. Um, so released a couple of weeks ago now, the 4.5 update to the PS4 um, added boost mode for the Pro, uh, improving the performance of games that have not yet received a patch. Uh, and this past week, Rocket League is, uh, it was announced that Rocket League is receiving an update that enables 4K 60 FPS gameplay, uh, which is pretty crazy uh, to personally. I find that pretty awesome. Um, so maybe Seamus I'll throw to you first now that the dust is sort of settling on the PS4 Pro like what are your thoughts on this sort of new mid-generation console do you think it's a better deal and more powerful than we perhaps initially thought I hate it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow okay I wasn't expecting to find um, such a strong opinion but there we go <laughs> yeah I, I don't really like it I like like it's good that games are going to be able to run better but at the same time it's just like do you just want me to buy a PC and just like be able to run it at even higher? Like if I'm going to spend the money, but 
when it comes down to it, it's it's a, it is still a cheaper option compared to going out and building your own PC for like fifteen hundred dollars, um, two grand, when you can just go get a Pro for like five hundred and fifty Australian dollars. Like for me, since I've already got a the original PlayStation Four, like. I don't feel enticed to get a pro really, even if it means a bit of extra frame rate. And or you've got some a 4K games. TV, right? I've got a 4K TV as well, but like it's still, I'm, I don't really, oh. I don't really care that much because it's like the gap isn't that isn't big enough for me to be like, oh, I have to get it. And that seems like what Microsoft are trying to push with the Scorpio a bit more, but we still have to wait and see and get more details about that. But mm. yeah, the pro just doesn't do a lot for me still personally. Like if you don't already have a PlayStation 4, and if you're a hardcore gamer that wants your games to run absolutely best, then yeah, Pro is like a, a good option. Um, but in regards to like these half cycle updates, I'm kind of like, I just, I like being able, that's the whole point of consoles of just buying it once and then not having to worry about upgrading for the mm. whole generation unless it like dies. Um, you just, you can just buy a game, you can just put it in and it's easy and simple and this is just complicating the process. It would be really interesting to see sales numbers for the Pro um, compared to the original and now the Slim. I honestly think like it'd be selling okay but like nowhere near enough what Sony was hoping and not enough for them to be able to go, this is something we should do in the future. Like I see so many more people still coming in and I work in EB Games. People come in it's just like they get the Slim because it's cheaper, they don't care about... 4k they don't have 4k tvs they don't care about extra frame rates they just want to play fifa they just want to play cod it's not a big issue for them so i i, I think it's something sony will so wise be like oh this wasn't really quite what we expected and we'll i don't know like the f- technology moves so quickly now who knows what will be happening next cycle but hopefully it's something that doesn't continue to happen in the future mm. from my perspective stop mm. forcing people to buy an xbox one s shameless <laughs> 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 it's a good console, man. Uh, Shannon, remind me, did you end up getting a pro? Yeah, I, oh, I, I think I saw what Seamus was saying in the beginning. I don't know if you remember, but I said like it was very hard for me to see the difference, and I was worried when reviewing it that I would misrepresent what it was. But now it's like night and day. Like even playing FIFA sixteen, mm. FIFA seventeen, which is one of the only games that run in native four K. Like it, it's night and day different. Right, like okay. For games that run in native 4K, like it, it's insane. And the same for Horizon. Like the detail you're getting is, is really noticeable, honestly. Mm, mm. I, I get it though. Like it, it's not... Like I'm not a, really a graphics person, so it doesn't really bother me, but it is noticeable. And there are people that like live and die by how good their games look. Mm. Yeah, see, I've, I wasn't like... I wasn't quite sure whether or not it's going to be worthwhile for me because whilst I have a 4K TV, it, it doesn't support HDR... And I wonder, like, do you, you've got, uh, you've got both, you've got both 4K and HDR. Yeah. Yeah, I think we both Humble, do. Humble brag. Do you That's have right. a, Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, do you I reckon, like, HDR... do, you, do you need the HDR? Does that, is that what makes the difference? Like, do you need the double whammy or is the 4K no, I, enough to I really? I think for games like, for games like Resident Evil, where it's primarily dark and you need that clarity between the darkness and the light, like, it mm. does make a difference. But for, mm. for games like Uncharted, Horizon... Like it's a, well, I, it's more realistic, but I don't, it depends on whether you like your games to be either more realistic or more vibrant because it's definitely less saturated with HDR, which I personally don't like. Like I really oversaturate my color on my TV. So mm. that's why I, I, like I leave HDR on obviously because I spent two grand on a TV with <laughs> HDR. So, <laughs> <but> I, <laughs> I couldn't say that it improves 
the experience, to be honest. I think it's more that people don't really know what HDR is mm. or how it should be implemented properly. Mm. But Horizon, fair, Horizon might be the game to change that. Yeah, and to be fair, an update did come to PlayStation 4 Regional Slim that lets them have HDR yeah, support true. as well. So Yeah, that is... I'd, I've forgotten that's a thing. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, <laughs> that's so why Seamus is forcing people to buy the One S. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what do you think, like, the ramifications are of this for, say, like, the, the Switch? Like, do you think the Switch is kind of, like, in its separate sort of category, its separate sort of niche, and it doesn't really kind of matter the power? Because um, it, it certainly seems to be that yeah. the Pro and all this kind of talk we're hearing with the Scorpio as well is really sort of pushing this power, and there seems to be a, a consumer sort of mindset out there that that, that is of some, some importance. Do you do you think that sort of irrelevant to to what the switch is doing? Um, yeah, I think it's irrelevant for me personally. Like, if I could choose between playing FIFA in 4K 60 frames per second versus playing it on the go when I'm traveling or in the office on the Switch tablet, like mm. for sure I'm going to go for the Switch version. That's just me personally. I get that some people would rather the better graphics, but for me, the play anywhere with the Switch is really appealing. Really, yeah. really appealing. Would you be the same, like, Seamus? I, I think, Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I think people are underestimating like how good it is to be able to take a game, like a console experience anywhere without having to worry about wireless connections and remote play and all that crap. Mm. Yeah, and I think I've talked about with both of you like how Nintendo should be pushing that more, Shannon. Like they yeah. really should be pushing and saying like, this is a handheld console, not a home console, because at the end of the day, yeah. it's not going to be able to compete with Scorpio. It's not going to be able to compete with the Pro in regards to power. And most of their audience are in handheld anyway. Like you look at 3DS sales yeah. compared to Wii U sales, like that that says it all. And I think they're going to be struggling because they're not pushing that. And I don't think they're going to be converting that base um, because most people still see it as a console and they kind of like see the handheld stuff more as a gimmick. I think like most people are going to see that and like it's going to be an afterthought yeah, for th- people. I think that's just because of the Wii U because it was such a gimmick. Like that was the Wii U's thing that you could play anywhere even that was only in your house and it just never happened that way. But I think this will be totally different, honestly. Yeah, like, I, I think, think the hardware's to- great, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought I that's all like that what... It's, it's a- Sorry, sorry. sorry. I was you just keep gonna, going. I was you keep gonna, going. Gonna, it's all right. I was just going to say, I agree, with Sh- I agree with Seamus. Like, it's an amazing portable, but it's not an amazing home console. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think, like, when we were at the event and we were playing Mario Kart, uh, like, sat yeah. next to each other on the table with the where they just propped mm-hmm. up on its little stand there. Like, that's what struck me. Like, it looks great on the screen and playing it in this setting is awesome. Like, I just love the idea of, you know, just sort of like pulling it out at an airport or like on the train or, you know, whatever yeah. you're doing, wherever you are, um, sat on the toilet, you can just like, yeah, whip it out and, and, uh, and, and play some like pretty, <laughs> oh, yes, pretty- <laughs> <laughs> should have been careful what I was referring to there. Um, and you can play like some, some really great quality Mario Kart or Zelda or whatever it may be. Um, and I think that's the sort of real like driving advantage of the switch over, mm. over the console, but it'll be, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that all plays out, but we will have to stay tuned. Yeah, I I do think it's going to have that Wii factor where, like, you went to a friend's house, played Wii Sports, and, like, knew that you needed it. Like, mm. if I came to your house and you saw that I was bringing, like, Zelda, Mario Kart on this little tablet device, like, I have no doubt that you'd want to pick one up. 
I get that it's a money thing for most people, but I I think the concept, once people realize exactly what it is, like they'll get around it. Yeah. Yeah, And you made a really good point, Shannon, the other day with uh, the Horizon Zero Dawn, like special edition, how people like would be happy to spend $350 to get the special edition, but like to spend an extra 120 to get a whole new console. Nah, that's, that's too far. Yeah. That is odd. Gamers are a weird bunch. (laughs) Myself included. Like, just think about the things that you'd spend money on. Like, all the last of a stuff in your house you and that you've collected and just sits <laughs> on a shelf, but then it comes to a new console and it's like, no, nah, too much. Yeah, yeah, that is odd, I suppose. Because <laughs> yeah. the way the way I'm sort of thinking about like getting a Switch at the moment is that the only game I really care about that I'm going to be able to play in in the immediate future is is Zelda, and I'm like, do I yeah. want to spend four hundred and is it four four seventy four eighty? 470. Yep. 470. Yep. Do do I want to spend 470 on Zelda? And it would, it would actually be more because that's like not even the game. So it'd be, do the math, f- 550? Yeah, like yeah. five. So it'd be, it'd be $550 yeah, to, to buy Zelda yeah. pretty much. That's the way I'm thinking about it. Um, and speaking yeah. about collector's editions, like that's a damn expensive collector's edition. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I've kind of been like a little hesitant. Like if it was, if there were more games there that I, I cared about, and I think one day there will be, and then that value uh, would be greater to me and I would therefore be prepared to spend more on it. Um, but yeah, for the time being, it's like just not really doing it for me. Um, yeah, but clearly it is like yeah, well, you and pre has been pretty, pretty big, right? I get that. You can mm, come yeah. play Snipper Clips at my house. It's all right. That's true. <laughs> Actually, you're right. There is more than one game I care about. Snipper Clips is the bomb. Be crashing. I think you're forgetting a really big game, Ewan. Like you're saying, five hundred fifty dollars for Zelda. Like I won't spend that money, but will I spend five hundred fifty dollars for Bomber Super Bomber and R? <laughs> yes, I would, Ewan. Yes, I would. I know, I know you would. I know how. I how can't tell if you're sarcastic you or not. It looks. Good. I'm like kind of fifty-fifty because I actually really like Bomberman. <laughs> yeah, it, it's got like a full campaign and everything. Yeah, I know. Well. I mean, I can't say I agree with you, Seamus, but <laughs> like, whatever, whatever floats your boat, I guess. <laughs> um, well, with that, let's bring an end to what was a bit of a rapid-fire episode of The Startcast today. Subscribe to us on iTunes or any other podcast service of your choice. Just search The Startcast. Follow Press Start on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, Instagram at PressStartAU and join the conversation by tweeting us at PressStartAU using hashtag, hashtag TheStartCast. I've been your host, Ewan. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxburgh. Joining us today was Shannon. Goodbye, people. You can follow me on <laughs> at Shancake underscore. It's going to be an exciting few weeks with the Switch and Horizon. For sure. It is, for sure. Um, there must be a slight delay, because every time I throw to Shannon, I'm like, oh, God, he's yeah. dead. I can't hear him. <laughs> I think there is. <laughs> uh, and joining us today was also Seamus. Yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Seamus Mullins. And I'm sad that we're ending. I wanted to hear more about uh, Shannon's Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> what reality show did you watch? <laughs> what reality shows? Is that what yeah. you're going to ask? Don't even ask. Um, married, married at first sight. At first sight. Ah, I guessed it. I'm a celebrity. <laughs> we like, oh, we'll, yeah, we like back them up on Foxtel and then <laughs> just binge them. Night every night. Yeah, Billy yeah. And I. 
There, there are a few reality shows I get behind, but increasingly I am like kind of falling into the trap of watching a bit of I'm a Celebrity or Married at First Sight or The Bachelor. Yeah. Uh, the, I won't get anywhere near my kitchen rules, though. Yeah. No, I'm over that. Yeah. Kill it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just all so mean to each other. Uh, yeah. any, t- any last thoughts on uh, reality TV, Seamus? Or shall I uh, do the farewell? I don't know. I, I just felt I just spent my whole Valentine's Day just playing like Overwatch and Total War Warhammer. So that you was, did it that right. Was my day. You did it right, man. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, <laughs> happy gaming. Bye. Bye.